It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines. Joining us today, our special guest is Diane Booker of Booker Wines. Uh, hi, Diane. Good to see you. Thank you. You too. Tom Simino is doing the show again today, but uh, the old man's here too. Dan Berger, of course. <laughs> And Barry Herbst, the wine buyer at Bottle Barn, is here. Wine Enthusiast Magazine recently named Bottle Barn one of three of the best places in the state of California to buy wine and one of the top in the United States. I mean, that's huge, man. Yeah, we will not complain. We'll take those accolades all day long. Well, it's deserved. There's (laughs) no question about it. Since we're on Bottle Barn here, what's Mm -hmm. new? Well, the big excitement right now is uh, Harvest Fair. We cleared out the entire center of our store, and it's now getting filled up with winners. You guys uh, do that every year. That's yeah. so cool. The Sunday, the uh, awards were announced, including sweepstakes. And uh, there'll be a public tasting again this year for the first time in two years, October 15. I'll be out of town, but uh, I encourage everyone else to go. And uh, it will, we'll have, I'd say, 80% of the winners uh, gold, double gold, and sweepstakes out on the floor and that is very important to a lot of small producers let me tell you yeah that you support us as mm. tiny growers well and it's fun makers and every and year there's a handful of new guys i've never heard of that i didn't even know we're making yeah, wine and, in it, and it kickstart a lot of people too so yeah. congratulations yeah. to you guys. joe it's always fun. i usually ask you to turn tom's mic down a bit because he bet he he's he's louder loud. than me i mean yeah. he's <laughs> I know. I, so, but I want it up a little bit. Right. You can turn Barry's down a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Dan, can you I hear me know. now, Jackson? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Stop that. Uh, okay. Let's talk. Uh, well, Dan brought a cellar wine. <clears throat> yeah, I brought. Well, it's great. Well, the, the Chardonnay is not the cellar wine. That was just an extra. Oh. But that was the McRo- uh, 2020 McRosty from Petaluma Gap. Really gorgeous wine. Great structure, great fruit, uh, layered uh, with a little uh, trace of oak, but not very much. And the acidity is what carries it, so it's going to go great with food. Oh, it's wonderful. Delicious wine. 2020 McCrossy. And then I got another McCrossy here, which is their current, uh, not their, not current, it's old, 2016 Pinot Noir. We'll get around to that in a couple of minutes. Wow, okay. Uh, so let's talk about Booker Wines. Uh, Diane? On the website, it said it was 1997. After two years of researching wine grape varietals, analyzing soils, and talking to neighboring grape growers, your husband, John, planted the first Booker Vineyard Pinot Noir blocks for Booker uh, wines in 1997. Yeah. When was the first vintage? Uh, tw- uh, 1999, wow. and it was William Salyam. They purchased the first fruit. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Very good. Uh, We just had, kudos to you guys, we just had a 2012 Booker from William Selliam that was stunning. Wow, yeah. uh, 2012, it's 10 years old. Yeah. And when you looked at it, the color was beautiful, the aroma was right on, the flavor was perfect. I mean, it was, we had it with a roast pork. And it was just dreamy. So lay it down, Dan. You would have loved right that up if I'd had alley. you. Yeah. yeah those yeah. wines go the distance. So your Buca wines really, your grapes are phenomenal. And, and you sell to everybody. You're Thank doing you. You're doing 
Pinot Noir and Chardonnay? We grow Pinot Noir and Chardonnay on our state vineyard. Uh, we sell all the Chardonnay. Uh, Ramsgate is doing a Booker Vineyard designate starting in 2021. Um, so, unfortunately, we don't make a Chardonnay anymore, but other people have the fruit. Bummer. You snuck in a Sauvignon Blanc this year, though, right? We did. We did. So, we have, yeah, 38 acres planted on our estate, 36 in Pinot and 2 in Chardonnay. And then we lease about an additional 25 acres just north of us. Um, And that's where we grow the Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, There's some Zinfandel there, um, uh, Grenache, uh, more Chardonnay, more Pinot Noir. What appellation is that? That is also in the Russian River Valley. It's actually just behind the Macrosti Winery. So I love Russian River Valley Sauvignon Blanc. I, there should be more of it. Booker is spelled B-U-C-H-E-R, folks. So you can go to their website and check out what they do. Tom? They also have a tasting room where, your wine, where you make your wine. So if people want to go and meet the Bookers... Uh, you can what, tell us a little Was bit about, about a movie that. with Robert De Niro. Meet the Bookers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we make our wines at Grand Cru Custom Crush in Windsor, and that's where we do host our tastings. So we can see guests there. They have beautifully appointed uh, tasting salons. There's six private rooms that um, we use for our tastings. And uh, if you've been to a Grand Cru, you know it's just a state of the art winemaking facility. It's just beautiful, and uh, so yeah, we'd love to host people there. Yeah, a lot of times people don't understand if you're a small producer, your license doesn't allow you, unless you have a, a tasting room that's compliant with all the rules in the county, mm-hmm. you can't have them over to your house to you know, right. do a tasting. You've got to have a, a spot that's legal. Right. And that's the nice thing about that custom crush facility, and especially the owners in the store when you guys come. And yeah. it's e- easier to get to as well. Yeah. It is. Beautiful it is a facility too. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a co-op. There's what, 12, 13 wineries. Actually, there's closer to twenty wineries making wow, wines strong. there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dan, We're, your thoughts on Bucher wines? Well, these are really exceptional wines, and part of the reason is that it's Russian River Valley fruit, and Russian River is a special place because of the nice fog that comes in. And this is really heart of the Russian River. This isn't the extremes of the Russian River where you there are some questionable fruit grown. I'm not going into chapter and verse on that but Booker's got it right in the middle of the nap of the of the, uh, uh, the the perfect plane for cool climate and fog related fruit and That's, this wine is a good where exactly is Grand Cru? Uh, Grand Cru is in Windsor uh, the address is 1200 American Way um, it's right next to Dumal and Tractor Supply kind of it's kind of the frontage row yeah. right off yeah. frontage row just Easy a, to find one block uh, south of the Russian River Brewing Company so sometimes folks like to come in and uh, have a little bit of both so yeah. some wine with us and then go have lunch over at the brewery and uh, yeah, make a day right of it across there. yeah and your ranch is on West Side Road, right in what they isn't that what they call the Middle Reach? Middle Reach, well, exactly. Yeah, but it's the coolest area of Middle Reach. I mean, ultimately there is a nice cool belt right there, and just to, just a little bit to the west and a little bit to the south, it's pretty cool right there. So your 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 fruit is really special. And your neighbors mm-hmm. are like the Bacigalupis, uh and uh, Rocchioli. I mean, it's right in the. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's the tenderloin of, of Pinot Noir, right yeah. there. Any further north than that, you're starting to look at some warmer region. Exactly, we're very close to the the southern border of the Dry Creek Valley. We're only mm-hmm. about two miles from that, so yeah, we're here definitely in the warmer part of the the Russian River Valley there. Uh, Diane, you've brought a rosé of Pinot Noir. Talk about this. Yeah, this is our 2021. Um, 
As Dan mentioned, there's lovely Sauvignon Blancs. We unfortunately have sold out of our 2021 Sauvignon Blanc, but we have some rosé available. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it comes from, um, it's a Saunier rosé, and we uh, it has about four different clones in it. There's a little Swan, a little Dijon 943. Um, it just has great acidity, bright acidity. Um, so it kind of starts out with a little bit of watermelon and um, Granny Smith apple and a, I brought a little cheese plate here, so it goes well with these cheeses. I would absolutely never have picked this as a Sanier wine. Okay. Under no, yeah. I could never imagine a wine this delicate and fragrant would be a Sanier style wine. I just took a look. The alcohol is only 13, 13.8. That's, that's astounding. Yeah. It's just an, it's amazing wine. It's a beautiful Thank you. wine. Good yeah, well, yeah. Adam Lee makes the wine. Well, no wonder. So yeah. Adam makes <laughs> something new. He, he, he's... He's quite a master. He's made a few winemaker. bottles of Pinot in his life. He yeah. has, and, and quite a few for us. We Adams always made our wines. We made our wines at Saduri um, when he had the facility there, and then that was one of the things when um, Adams sold to Jackson Family Wines. Um, it was kind of a good time for us to start looking at custom crush facilities, and that's how after a, a little bouncing around, we ended up at Grand Cru, and it, it was originally uh, one of the, the main reason was for the the tasting salons and. Then, and it's just turned out to be a great fit for us. We're just so pleased with the, the production facility, the crew. It's, yeah, they were huge the wines success. Are great. And boy, I'll tell you what, you can't <laughs> – these wines are something. Yeah. Rosé is drinking yeah. great right now. Nice oh, lift. Yeah. Yeah. City, I'm loving bright. this rosé. And it's a 2021. 2021. Uh, Dan would lay it down for 30 years, but the rest I, of us I, are actually, enjoying think, it right now. I think now. you're buying two wines in one. That's one of the reasons I would suggest people buy more than one bottle of this. I would say buy four. Because here's what you got. You got this wonderful fresh fruit. But can you, I mean, I can imagine what it would be like in like three or four more years. It'll take on a different persona. It'll be gorgeous, but in a different way. This fruit is striking. Thank you. Nice. But uh, it's certainly so drinkable Mm. right now, man. I'm drinking mine. You know, and more more (laughs) Pinot produces, uh, Justin Seidenfeld, over at Rodney Strong makes a great Pinot as well, Pinot uh, Rosé. Yeah. And he was. we were talking about people who, who talk about having to sell their rosés in six months. He was mm. saying people just don't understand that they do age. You yeah. give them a yeah. little bit of time, they just develop different different characters, different aromas, different mouthfeel like Dan is yeah. talking about. You might lose the watermelon. That's okay. Water, mm. Right now, the watermelon is delicious. Yeah, I'm but getting a lot of that. Two years from today, the watermelon will be gone, but what you'll pick up is more Pinot Noir character, and that's going to be exciting. Right. So, I love uh, rosés with Thanksgiving, you know, as you're cooking in the kitchen in the morning, that kind of thing. Yeah. 11 o'clock, pop a bottle of rosé. An older one. 11? Well, yeah. I have to do it at 8. No, 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 no. 8 o'clock, you start with a sparkling rosé. And then you finish that by 11. I have to have some good wine before the Lions lose the football game. It's a Jackson family tradition to get up, have some wine, and then watch the Lions lose. Well, New England's playing the Lions. Maybe we'll put a little bet on that. On Thanksgiving? No, this weekend. Oh, this weekend. No, I'm... I'll bet on the I'll give you two points. <laughs> I won't bet on the Lions. <laughs> Look, Detroit Lions season. rebuilding since 1957. That is yeah, their model. Bobby yeah. Lane, that's the guy. Yeah, Bobby Lane. So that's good too. Alex Karras was Alex part of that Karras. team. That's that was right. The Punch- last championship they won prior to Super Bowl. Punching out a horse. 57. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. And 
I don't anyway, want to. Uh, so, uh, stop mo- it. Moving on. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Diane, what's the price of this beautiful rosé? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, $35. <laughs> That's a beauty. Thanks. And then, actually, wine. when we talked about Grand Cru again, um, they do have a bottle shop that they recently opened. Oh, I didn't know so that. Smart. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, so we have three wines there. We have the Rosé, um, our Zinfandel, and then also um, our 19 Bucher Vineyard Pinot Noir. Oh. So, yeah, it's a great spot. So you can go in. There's probably 40 or 50 wines in there. People grab a bottle on their way to dinner. If they feel like they didn't get quite enough when they were here, they can fill up their box before they go off to the airport and just... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barry, could you do me a favor and Mm -hmm. uh, put some uh, sausage and a little whatever else is there on that plate and hand it to me? Yeah, Diane brought a charcuterie plate here for all of us to enjoy. Yes, and Diane, we're so appreciative uh, about that. You're very welcome. Uh, A couple more there, Barry. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we're gonna are we gonna move to the next pino? Thank you. Yes. So the next one we're going to have is our 2019 Bucher Vineyard Pinot Noir. Uh, this is a recent double gold winner from the Sonoma County Harvest Fair, so we're very excited about that. And um, so that just one, just one yeah, on we Sunday. Yeah, it into the center part of our store. Yeah, and featured with all the others. Well, that was my next question, Barry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bucher at Bottle Barn. Yeah, we've got the rosé, we've got this estate pinot, and I think we have a little bit of the Pomard clone left. I think I think, I think it's a might be a 2019 vintage or yeah, a different the year vintage, this but one. yeah. That's wow. Oof. Mm. So this is the Pomard clone one. This is no, this is the Booker Vineyard designate. So okay. this is actually uh, it comes from five different blocks of Pinot Noir, and it's six clones of Pinot. It's about 20 percent mm. new French oak. Um, there's some Swan, a little bit of Pomard in there, uh, a little bit of Dijon 943, um, some Calera, and Mariafeld also. So and winning a double gold in this category, it was a very competitive, you know, the people that submit are serious producers. I think it's in the 50 and above or something like that. And it's all very serious producers. So to get a double gold in that category. Yeah, that's serious. Good yeah, accomplishment. Very good. And I can see why. Thank you. Thanks. But a little more time on this one would be... Yeah, again, oh, like about, I said, about, we just had the 12. You're <laughs> yes. Yeah. This, a little more time with this would be even better. I think I'm going to start calling you Dan Lay It Down a Decade <laughs> Burger. <laughs> but triple, I understand. I, this is lovely right now, but yeah. I, I could understand laying it down it's, for a it's while. So, it's so immature. The flavors are incredible, but yeah. <laughs> it portends for so much more. Uh, yeah, oh, we, we joy, that's, good, that's really delicious. Yeah. We recently had a conversation with Jeff Mongahas of William Selium, and he had had um, all, a 2012 Booker, um, I think it was a 360 um, from us, and he was commenting on how, how well it aged. And then he says, well, it makes sense because the Selium Bookers age really well. He says there's no reason that our our wines would not age equally as well if, mm-hmm. with Adams making the wine. So, But part of it comes down to the grower, and I want to know if you would be willing to tell us who your grower is, because this is a decision of the vineyard manager. Uh, well, it's all my husband, John Booker. So he did the brilliant job of maintaining acid in his fruit before it was harvested. That's great. Yeah, well, that's that's 90% of what we do. We really that's 90% of the wine also. Yeah. Yeah. There's a nice underlying uh, minerality to yeah, and exactly. earthiness that yeah. you don't always get in Russian River. A lot of the, the really ripe versions kind of lose that, mm-hmm. but this really maintains a nice uh, sense of tois and 
and minerality. Th- this that I is really this like. has got all kinds of flavor. I mean, mm. the there's a taste, lot going on on the palate. Talk. Here. That's yeah. exactly in what this I would wine, say, man. It's really something. Yeah. What's the alcohol on this? Uh, I think we're at fourteen three. Yes, fourteen. So it's still at low alcohol. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's amazing saying fourteen three is low alcohol, but these days it is. These it days is. Yeah. with yeah, a lot absolutely. of Pinot producers, unfortunately, like you're saying these big boys yeah. that are you know full throttle. You, you wonder if they've got Syrah in it or right. Or what's the other thing? Uh, what's the mega purple? Mega. Yeah, we don't <laughs> want to talk about that. All right, well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> then we get. Steve talking about geek alerts. <laughs> Mega purple? Mega purple. It's, 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 they're playing it's, it's at hot this weekend. Concentrate. <laughs> is that wine that Prince made before he passed away? <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, it's I don't know. concentrate you add to, to make wine. Dark. Oh, good Lord. There's all, the, all these tricks of the trade. Reverse <laughs> osmosis machines, mega purple, et cetera, et cetera. Good Lord. None <laughs> of that going on Flash here. Flash detente. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't need a geek alert on that. That's just disgusting sounding. <laughs> <laughs> they really, there really no is a thing. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. People buy it in five-gallon container, five-gallon buckets. Yeah, it's crazy. And, but anyway, and what is it? It's a concentrate. It's a, concentrate. It's a great concentrate. Great concentration. Legally, it's legal to add it. Owns it. And when you do, it darkens the wine, but it changes the flavor. Well, that just sucks. Well, I'm glad you said it. I I've been thinking about this for a few years. By one of my by the way, one of my favorite bands, that just sucks playing tonight at Hot Mom. <laughs> I had to get one in for Dan. <laughs> Hi folks. It's California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn. The Rodney Strong Vineyards and Davis Vinum. Mm. Our guest today is Diane Booker of Booker Wines. Check them out. B U C H E R Bookerwine.com. Actually, it's Booker.Wine, which I think is kind of cool. It's B-U-C-H-E-R dot W-I-N-E. Yes. I would have noticed that, but I can't see anything anymore, and I'm (laughs) losing my hearing, too. The the dot wine extension is now legal, and I own two of them. Really? And I own one. You're the only other person. Cheers to that. And that's that's obviously new. It is brand new. I haven't told anybody. That's new to me. I've had it for about two or three years. Booker.wine. Yes. Oh, we need to That's get brilliant. Bottlebarn mm-hmm. needs to get one. That's right. You need to get Bottlebarn.wine. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brenda, could you, you, uh, could you uh, solidify yeah, that? Everybody. You have to go through Hovey. Simono.wine. No, no. Bottlebarn.wine. Yeah. And I'll sell it to mm-hmm. <laughs> Barry. There you go. Now you're ahead of the curve. We are a for-profit organization there yeah. at Simino Vineyards. We're loving the Booker wines that <laughs> Diane brought in. We're going to do a sidebar here with another McCrosty that Dan Berger brought in. It's a 2016 Sonoma Coast Pinot. Just to show you what four more years will do in the bottle. And it's really nice wine. This is from your cellar. Yeah. yeah okay, everybody fresh. taste and talk about this. <laughs> well, I think we all know her name, right? Bright? We do. Heidi Heidi Brightenhagen, I think is the name. I, I, yes, she's the winemaker. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's doing a brilliant job. And this is this is really good stuff because this is Sonoma Coast of, of an order that you don't... This wine comes from an area that is today called Petaluma Gap, right. which is a great, great region. But on, when this wine was made, Petaluma Gap wasn't an AVA. So they couldn't call it. They called Sonoma Coast, but this has really got that real that stamp of that cool climate influence. Got I, a tarragon and thyme. I like it a lot. 
pretty wine. down the street from you, right? The winery is right, our neighbor just to the north. Yeah. yeah. So if go. you ever visit the uh, beautiful winery that they have, Macrosti has a, just a stunning facility. Yeah. And you you look around at some hills that are just uh, just south. It might it's the Bucher Vineyard. And they yeah, can throw a rock and hit your uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Definitely so that, our Chardonnay. That's a, that's a validation of the quality of Petaluma Gap fruit. The, the validation that we needed. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> there you go. The next wine we've got here is the 20 Booker. And this, what's the difference between this? The other one was a 19. That was a 19, and that's a Booker vineyard that is kind of a, a great representation of our vineyard coming from many different sites and many different clones. This one is a little bit more focused. It's the 2020 Pomard clone. So, um, And this one reminds me of Burgundy. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It has, um, yeah. Pomard is the town in the Burgundy region, so that right. makes sense. It's uh, it's uh, we have five blocks planted to Pomard. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about clones? Yeah, Dan. Dan, you want to talk education. about Pomard? Pomard is a, is an actual town and a wine and a wine in Burgundy. In Burgundy. Okay, and if you find that you find a wine that has a little bit of wildness to it, a little bit of rusticity, if you want to call it that then that typically is coming from a clone of grapes from Pinot Noir that really doesn't show outrageous fruit as much as it does a combination of fruit and complexity. And that Mm -hmm. complexity is partly why we plant all these different clones of Pinot Noir. You don't want the same flavor out of every single clone of Pinot Noir. And the Mm -hmm. Pomard clone is an older clone. It's been here for several more years than the more recent clones. This stuff is bulletproof. I think it's great, Tom. Mm-hmm. The the nice thing about Pinot Noir is that a propensity to to change, and in the vineyard, different clones come come along, and and here in California, you try to take them to Davis, and you you uh, actually propagate a new clone, and you can develop the clones. And a lot of times, people talk about clones of Chardonnay, but Pinot has way more clones than than any other variety. You don't hear that with Cabernet Sauvignon, especially uh, Zinfandel and Merlot. Uh, but Pinot Noir, the flavor differences are just amazing. Many years ago, I talked to Andre Chelichev about this, who passed away in 1994. And so this would have been probably in the 80s. And Andre told me there were probably 20 different clones at Domaine de la Romani Conti alone. And of the 20 clones, only five were any good. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's what From he said. Romani Conti? Yeah. He said the others were there because they planted them, but <laughs> he said the five top ones were the really great ones. And that's why there's <laughs> armed, guards, <laughs> armed guards around that vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> that's, we have a lot of different plant, clones planted on our vineyard. It's something that we like. Um, Bob Cabral from um, Three Sticks and, and, and Cabral Wines. Yeah, we um, love him. He's been in many mm-hmm. times. I, mm-hmm. I bet. I bet. We love um, Three Sticks. And, and William Sellium prior to that. He had talks about clones being kind of like a spice rack. And that's how mm-hmm. what we like to use it as um, as we just kind of witnessed in the 2019 Booker. As I mentioned, it's six different clones. Um, this one, we just kind of wanted to go with the Pomard clone. The Pomard, it's almost like a, a great backbone to the wine. Mm-hmm. A lot of people use it, you know, to, to kind of blend around. Um, I know Tom Rocchioli does that in some of his his wines. Um, there's um, 
But we do have a lot of uh, French clones, the Dijon clones with the number 667-666-777. Also, uh, some California heritage clones, the Mount Eden clone that Mary Edwards propagated when she was at Mount Eden Mm -hmm. Winery, the Swan clone. Um, We have a a Swiss clone called Mariah Feld that we just kind of want to bring in. You know your stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we just want to bring it. That's really good stuff. It's now. Well, I'm married to the grower, so this is kind of dinner table talk. And and it comes with the job. It does, and it's a great job. I got to tell you that. Um, But it's you know we we like to kind of tweak the vineyard. John's always improving the vineyard. That's kind of what we do. And if, if something's not working, we, we actually had a clone, um, sorry, Steve, called the Jackson clone that uh, <laughs> was not our favorite. It was but spelled it was, differently. It was J-A-C-K-S-O-N. It was. It was from Jackson, California. If it was J-A-X-O-N, I'd have to sue you guys. Well, that clone couldn't hear and couldn't talk. You know, this wine has a savoriness to it. You know, really, a backbone that really is something. Palmari clone is really interesting because it ripens... Right on schedule, unlike some of the other clones, which tend to want to be harvested later in spite of the fact that they should not. Mm-hmm. And growers often will pick them later anyway, and they end up with too much alcohol. So, the, But the Pomard is like bulletproof. It is a fabulous clone. It's one of my favorites. It is. It keeps its bright acidity even as it continues to ripen. Right. And that's what we're tasting now in this glass or right. you're feeling in the glass. That's what makes it great with all these cheeses, different foods that you want to serve, pork, yeah. salmon. Um, yeah, it's just a really food-friendly wine. And tons per mm. acre on these? Uh, only two tons? Yikes. Uh, in 2022, it was yeah. a... <laughs> I've heard this from a lot of people this year. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. This vintage, it sounds like. Yeah. 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 It's two vintages. Even. It's, been, it's been bad out in the vineyard. Um, the, the, I mean, the quality is average, fantastic. Your five-year average uh, be... Probably, well, it depends on how many vines are planted per acre. We're kind of going for the two to three pound per vine kind of thing. That's kind of pretty in that low. Range. That's pretty yeah. low. That's, no. that's, that's risky. Well, yeah. it's... It is on, on years that we have lower yields, but sure. it's also kind of the quality that we're going for, whether it's in what we put in our bottles or what we sell to Mary Edwards or William Selyam or the other wineries that we, we sell fruit to. Yeah, that's one of the secrets of, of good wine writers is they ask how many pounds per vine you're getting. <laughs> and if you know what you're doing, you can tell whether the quality is any good. Well, as a grape grower, I'm always interested in, Pinot guys, because when I go to a Pinot vineyard and they're bragging about their crop, I look at it and to me it looks like second picking, you know, because it's like they get nothing. You know, it's like, how do you make a living on this stuff? Thank goodness you get a high price per ton or by the acre or however you get paid. It's farming. Some years are better than others. Diane, talk about your winemaker at Booker. Yeah, happy to. Adam Lee. Adam is a brilliant winemaker. As many of you know, he started Siduri Wines 25 years ago, and he's still working with that brand. As I mentioned before, he he sold that to Jackson Family um, Wines, and he still is working with them as a consultant so he can continue to consult for us. Um, He started his own couple of brands. He has Clarice, um, which is a lot of wines from the Central Coast, uh, working with Gary Francioni and uh, Gary Pizzoni. just grabbing some great fruit and uh, putting together some really interesting wines. Well, yeah, Adam Lee, he's probably traveled up and down the West Coast to every mm-hmm. growing region, any Pinot right. Noir producer from Oregon all the Oregon way down, down to Southern yeah. California. He's very, very talented. Yeah. I, I must say that uh, Adam Lee's wines always exceed in quality what you pay. Yeah. yeah. And he had Novi wines, too. Yeah. 
Right, uh, Sarah and Zen. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. just tremendous, and you're yeah. so lucky to have him. Yeah, I know, and he's a good friend, so yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's working out well. It's a win-win. It yeah. is. Shall we move to the next one? Absolutely. So what we brought here is our 2019, sorry, I'm pouring myself here, uh, Opa's Block. And it's spelled O-P-A, apostrophe S, and Opa is Swiss German for Grandpa. So we, uh, this is kind of an homage to John's family who purchased our ranch on West Side Road uh, in the late 1950s. And uh, so this is a, a block. Um, this is single site, single clone. It's all Dijon 943 and 100% whole cluster. So this is where we kind of get a little geeky talking about different winemaking techniques and, and different things like that. But it just, the whole cluster... Um, Pinot Noir doesn't have a lot of tannins to begin with, so by bringing in the, those clusters, by keeping those uh, rachis in there, it just gives it a little bit more uh, tannins. So, well, yeah, it's, it's a, a whole different kettle of fish here. It is. It doesn't have that force for savory thing that the Pomard has, but it's still kind of brooding and dense. This is the Cabernet Sauvignon of Pinot Noirs. There yeah. you go. Thank you. I was <laughs> recently. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I recently heard um, Dan Costa talking about wine and he talked about tension and about how, like in Pinot Noir, there you, you don't want it just really easy. You don't want it with that other stuff that people put in it and you buy it from the grocery right. store and then you know second to the bottom shelf and it's sweet and it's luscious and all that stuff you want it to have like something you think about mm-hmm. a little tension to it and when he said that i immediately thought of this bottling that the opa's block always has that every yeah. vintage it's only this is only our third vintage our, our first was in 2017 um it's it's a very small production wine we usually make three barrels maybe four it goes mostly to our wine club so uh not a lot of people see this wine. Yeah, you'd never yeah. mistake it for the previous two wines. No. Not even. It's really I think the most impressive thing is that it's a 19. It smells as young as a 16 does. But mm. it has the potential to go for at least 15 years. This stuff is really out there. This is California the wine country on the drive on KSRO. Uh, our waiter tonight is Barry Herbst. From Bottle Barn. Barry, can I get some olives? Yes. <laughs> Would you like some uh, mineral water as well? I tip big, so don't worry. You look like a high roller. I am. <laughs> hey, careful, he's going to tell you to plant oh, the corn olives. early. Oh, olives. Yeah. Excuse me. Tell me about your wine club. Our wine club is called the Founders Select because our, our guests get to select what's in their shipment. I just don't send them, send them wine arbitrarily. It's uh, two cases a year, a case of wine in the spring and a case of wine in the fall. The fall release is going to be our, our current or newest vintage, so our customers are now getting their 2020 bukers that they've never had before. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. They get some access to to come out and visit us, do a vineyard tour on at our ranch on West Side Road. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. terrific. You know, a lot of times people say to me, "Well, you know, I don't, I don't belong to a lot of clubs," mm-hmm. but you know, it's a great way to get to understand and to taste the differences. Like today, we tasted three different pinots. And it would be cool to see the whole ranch and the, yeah, yeah, and to understand it and to talk to the owners. And if mm-hmm. you you want to be in a wine club. And you find out that you really love that vineyard and those mm-hmm. people and the stories and all of that. It really hits home and it makes, you know, a lot of times you look at the label and it makes you feel better. Yeah. Never mind the taste that talks. It's a whole different deal. You know, it's, it, you know, being in the wine club is, I think a lot of people just miss out because they worry that they're going to get 
you know some of the leftovers or right. pay Not too much them. money for everything. That's nice that you they get to pick. They do. They, they do. Get to do dairy tours too. Is that um, included in the package? It can. <laughs> it, we can definitely look, we'll look around the ranch and see what's going on. I want to do the dairy tour. One of, these <laughs> one of the uh, one of the fun things we just got is a Sonoma County has a farm stay permit. I don't know if you all are familiar with that. Um, we uh, folks are able to come out and learn about Sonoma County agriculture and stay with us. So we're permitted for a couple of rooms in our house, and we are revamping those right oh, now. How cool! Our our son's previous man cage is or cave is now <laughs> called a cage. cage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, it's now becoming a, a little <laughs> studio apartment that people can come and stay with us and like learn about agriculture reason. in Sonoma County. Wow, that's yeah. unbelievable! It's pretty cool. We're really excited about nice. it. Nice. It's Booker dot wine. I love that. I think we should change KSRO dot com to KSRO dot wine. Yeah, I'm okay. I think it's a good idea. That's very Brenda, cool. Can you uh, can you get that before? Yeah, Jeff? I just got two projects. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tom. Well, I'll tell you, the afternoon here has really passed quickly because it's almost over. But it's really nice to be able to taste, you know, the differences between all of these wines. The rosé was stunning. The, the three Pinots, and the nice thing, a, a lot of times, a lot of uh, wineries will have four, five, six, seven different, uh, you know, wines of the same variety, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they taste really alike, and you wonder to yeah. yourself, why did they bottle them separately when mm-hmm. two of them taste exactly the same or four of them almost taste the same? It's yeah, nice to see a winery again. That um, especially small producers, who, you know, there's a difference. There's a reason why they bottle it separately. Mm-hmm. And you were saying some of these are like three and four barrels. They are. They're very small production. And again, back to the farming part. Um, some vintages we make more, and some vintages we make less. We're at, like to average. Currently, we're averaging about thirteen hundred to fifteen hundred cases of vintage per vintage. We're we're trying to grow that. We. You know, between COVID and, and different things, we couldn't do it. And then we get hit with a couple of back-to-back, you know, it decrease, yeah, in the vineyard um, just with lower yields. So, uh, but yeah, look for slightly larger production. And people don't understand it's, it's volume. I mean, if you're yeah. making 50 cases or something, you know, you yeah. got to still pay for all those labels. Right. You know what a lot I mean? Of and it's cost like the same. you you, you yeah. know a thousand labels cost about the same as ten thousand labels. Yeah. You know almost. So when you're t- doing these tiny lots, you know people go, well, why does the wine cost so much? Well, it's not just the grapes. Yeah. And with with the uh, shortages in glass, it's unbelievable. We bottled this summer. I couldn't use the glass I wanted because we didn't have it. Big issue. It is California wine country. Our guest today has been Diane Booker of Booker Wines. Booker dot wine. Diane, great to see you, and thanks for bringing in the charcuterie and these wonderful wines. You're welcome. It's been great to visit with all of you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And our best to John, and uh, very cool. Barry Herbst, the wine buyer at Bottle Barn, heading to Italy for 10 days, so we we will see you when you get back, and I can't wait to hear about that story. Hopefully I'll have some good stories. And as I I said, if my uh, passport hadn't expired, I'd be going with you. I'm sure my wife wouldn't mind doing the 25th wedding anniversary having you along. <laughs> <laughs> I'll run that by her tonight. <laughs> well, I'm a minister. I could remarry. Oh, you guys. could. Re- there you go. Okay, what a, that's what a, a classic angle. rejoinder. <laughs> <laughs>
All Touché. right, everybody. Touché. And Tom Simino and Dan Touché. Berger, thank you guys. You bet.